Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Annie, Rebecca, and Katie. And we are The, the Cabin, Cabin Project. Project. Hey, this is Logan Lynn. And Gino Mari. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Happy Thursday evening. We've got a special edition of the show tonight. I have one of my favorite local bands in studio with us. Shannon Entropy's in the house. Say hello, everybody. Hello. And now all of them are here except for Libby. Libby could not make it this evening, so we want to say hey to her if she's listening and if she's working and missing this, then uh, we'll bug her later about it. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you all for being here tonight and giving me the opportunity to debut the brand new single, uh, No Disgrace. Everything I've heard off the new record is, is great so far. And I, just so you know me, so this story has some impact, I never save my text chains ever. Like if I'm done texting you, it goes away. So I got a, a text from Kevin a couple months ago with uh, l the little teaser video of the in-studio stuff. And I kept your text until you guys released that <laughs> on social media. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing the rest of the record. But what you've shared with me so far is fantastic. Um, I've always been a fan of yours and the evolution of the band is just uh, just stellar. So lots to dig into tonight. We've got information about, uh, about our pop-up show and fundraiser this weekend. We've got a text to win on that. Uh, Vortex Music Magazine shows of the weekend. Of course, our PDX Spotlight playlist right now you can see adverse effects and upcoming episodes will include arrows in orbit skull diver and rare monk uh, but we're going to kick off the show with an influence brought into us by uh, the gentleman here in shannon entropy uh, bibio i wanted to start the show off with and dave that's your pick is that correct yep yep i'm a big fan all right yeah tell me tell me about this artist i like immediately it made me think of yancey from Rose, and i hadn't I wasn't familiar with this artist, but they have a lot of the same similarities. What What do you dig about them? Oh man, I don't know. I just I think he's got an interesting approach to recording. Um, I you know it's sort of like a electronic folk music. You know, like it's very like influenced by. You can tell he listens to a lot of like I don't know, Carol King or something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But he's also like on Warp Records and like makes like beats and all that. So it's you know it's an interesting sort of. Uh, fusion of all that stuff. Yeah, the sense of melody is really great. And, and I'm glad you all submitted these influences because it'll give me a peek into maybe what's inspiring you right now and what went into the record. So if you're listening to us right now in the Portland area, you've got us on 99.1 FM, or you're streaming us live on your mobile device or on PRP.FM. If you are, hit us up on the talk board, say hello to myself and the band, give them a hard time, submit any questions that you would like. We're gonna be playing a lot of new music tonight, a bunch of local artists, but the highlight of the evening is in the second hour. We've got two brand new songs, uh, Golden Glass, which they released last month from the Out There Ideas LP, their debut LP, and then of course, the new single no disgrace is coming at the end of the show so uh david hickey gave us some details about bibio let's check him out here on portland radio project stick around till 9 p.m Break it off, break it off 
David, thanks for bringing that in. <laughs> it's a track uh, from Bibio. That's an influence from Shannon Entropy. They're in studio with us tonight, uh, giving them love because they got a new single coming out. But I got a bunch of questions for them tonight. We have to catch up. Uh, I, geez, it's been over a year since I've had you all in the studio. Since then, I had Kevin on the show. We had a great episode yeah. and a lot of fun. Uh, but it's always good seeing you guys around. So I want to kind of, first of all, start off. Catch us up. What have you been doing? What are some of the highlights from 2016 you'd like to share with us? Maybe some of your favorite venues or shows or recording experiences that you may have had. Well, the the end of 2016 was all recording. We basically took a sabbatical from shows for the most part. We I don't play, I think played any after like September, October. It's Halloween. Halloween, yeah. 
Um, after that was just all recording up until the show we played last month. We hadn't played any shows, but it was all recording um, at the Hallowed Halls and at Room 13 recordings, um, finishing up the album. As far as venues, I don't know. Um, we've played at the Analog a lot. A yeah. lot. <laughs> I saw you guys at the Smart Collective in that Smart back Collective, room. Smart Collective, yeah. Cool, I oh, love yeah. that place. They're moving, apparently, and really? not having shows at their new space. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. He's going to try, but it's it's too small or something. I don't know. I just saw it on Facebook. But yeah, he has to move out of that space. So. Okay. That's so lame. Like a block from my house. I know. Oh. <laughs> but that was a really fun venue. Was, we've played there twice, I think. And okay. It was always really fun because it's just this little skate art shop and yeah. super homey. Like, it's just this basically like a living room that everyone gathers into and stand around you and their eardrums get shot and it's just a fun time. Yeah. So you said you did a, you, you know, kind of went on a sabbatical. So how does a band gear up for recording? Give some advice to a band who's going into record either an EP or an LP. What's some good practices for a band to be able to gear up and, and make sure you're prepared for that experience? Click tracks. Click tracks. Click tracks. Oh, we recorded it ourselves a bunch. You know? Okay. Yeah, we pre-recorded a lot in our yeah, little practice studio. Yeah, and all that. So. Yeah, make scratch tracks over and over until you've got it down. You can play it by yourself with just a click. Save you a lot of money. Basically, play it, <laughs> play it a thousand times and then play it a thousand more. Yeah. I'd say, especially as a drummer, you've got a lot of homework with a click track line, yeah? Uh, I'm used to it at this point. Yeah, yeah you, you are the click track. That's cool. I think it's just strange to, you know, because a record should be exactly on a record of what you're working on at the time. And, uh, you know, sometimes that turmoil and, and uh, business practice and function as a band comes out in the record. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's exciting stuff. So I want to move back to the playlist real quick um, because Cut Your Teeth is a song from a band called Kississippi. Uh Again, Kevin, I got this from you on the list this weekend, and immediately I was looking for it and found out this is unreleased material, right? They haven't got a... Yeah, they've got it like an audio, audio Tree Live recording that they did it, but they don't have it on an album yet or anything. And this is a song that Libby submitted, is that correct? Yes, yeah. yeah. Nice. She's, been, she's been influenced by, I guess, some, some punk rock lately, <laughs> so... Well, this is, uh, I think, somewhere in between a little, little punk rock and yeah. singer-songwriter. This is a really great track. Yeah, so this is Kississippi. Haven't had him on Sounds of PDX before. Enjoy. Let us know what you think of this track.
expecting the worst Are you gonna drop the bomb or not? Let us die young or let us live forever We don't have the power but we never say never Sitting in a sandpit, life is a short trip The music's for the sad man Bringing back the memories. I had a lot of laughs about that one, but I absolutely love that song. Carol on the talk board said it takes her back uh, to her senior year. I won't say when that was, but Roman, thanks for bringing that in. Man. That's a really good song. What do you think it is about songs like that? Even though they may have been produced in a synth style, that song could have been done on an acoustic guitar as a folk track. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I guess for me, it's the words. Yeah. You know, the lyrics just, they, they can surpass any genre. Did you grow up with a lot of new wave? Uh, no. They, so you went back in time to find all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was like in high school, like yeah. that's kind of what all my friends listened to, and so I listened to it. But like, 
Yeah, I grew up with like Aerosmith. So yeah, like uh, '80s Aerosmith or Toys in the Attic. Ooh, Toys in the Attic. Yeah. I think that was the first album uh, Jesse bought for me, actually. Oh, yeah. So we've known each other since uh, fifth grade. Okay. So good choice. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a birthday present. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Wow, was, you guys go way back. Yeah, yeah, way way back. That's cool. Well, thanks for bringing that one in, man. Uh, quick question. I wanted to ask you all, what's the number one lesson you've learned in applying uh, the recording process to the new record out there ideas as opposed to the Tamale EP? What, what's the biggest lesson you've learned since that release? Man, I don't know. It's a tough one. Lesson. <laughs> the, lesson. The, the biggest lesson. We've Honestly, I mean, I don't even know if it has we to do with... We haven't learned our lesson, I guess. You know? <laughs> well, I don't know if it has to do with recording or anything so much. Just we had a stretch last year where we played a show every two weeks. And that was dumb. Or once a week. Or something. Once yeah, a week. Tough. That was just, and it's hard to even like be into it. you know. He, I mean, we had the same people sometimes coming to see us every week. And even they were like, just stop, guys. Come on, <laughs> please. <laughs> We feel bad not coming to your shows, but stop playing shows. (laughs) It was also like the same venue every time, too. Yeah. The same three. And so, like, yeah. It's tough to space it out because if you, you know, so many times a band, once they get started, they get that first gig and they're like, oh, we're in. So it's easy to go back, you know, to the the repeat places where you're comfortable. Um, One one aspect I loved that really surprised me about some of the newer material was kind of the the dancing that Libby and Jesse are doing back and forth on these songs, like your guitar work is mesmerizing. Um, so when writing the record, I know you have the advantage of spending some time with Libby during the day, but do you sit down like at home in your downtime and work through these guitar parts? Yeah, like, so basically like the skeletons of the songs are usually written by Lib and I together or Dave, um, and you can kind of hear that dynamic as you listen to the songs, like we have kind of a flavor. Um, And so ever since high school, we've been, we were high school sweethearts and now we're married for those that don't know. Um, We like, that's just how we wrote music because we're both guitarists and we're not really like rhythm or lead We're both kind of lead. And so we like make guitar monies and then make the skeleton, <laughs> make the skeleton of a song, and then sort of like teach it to the band, and then adjust and change things from there. So there's like a the a lot of a lot of the songs are sort of focused around those two interweaving guitar parts. There's a lot of melody lines in your music, and there always has been. So that's probably where I pick up on that from. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, it's it was so it's cool to watch you guys because you always put on a great show, and there's just so much going on, and then of course. You've got the uh, famous Shannon Entropy logo in the back. Kevin, you made that, right? We all made that, oh. actually. Yeah, we all got together and made that one weekend. Well, I'll give you all credit for that. I was going to ask, are we going to have any new artwork for the for the new record? Possibly. Projections, right? Yeah, we got some, maybe some projections. projections. We've got videos. some more stage antics we're doing. Costume changes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Knee slides. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> so let's shift back here to the PDX uh, playlist. Who brought us The Sound of Settling by Death Cab? That was, that was my All right. A couple of songs back to back from Roman. Yeah. Yeah, what about this track? Uh, do you dig? I mean, Death Cab's kind yeah. of a staple Pacific Northwest sound. Yeah. I mean, high school again, growing up. Death Cab. Totally high school. Way high school. <laughs> uh, 
at hell middle school i think but uh i don't know recently you know it's, i'm turning 26 tomorrow and i'm just kind of getting into like the settling place and you listen to the words and it's, that's all it's about it's like you're settling for whatever you're going into you know sure so it's just kind of how i feel at the moment well, I'm going to dedicate this to you and your birthday, man. So happy early birthday. This goes out to Roman, the bassist from Shannon Entropy. They are my guests here on Portland Radio Project until 9 p.m. Stick around. We have their new single at the end of the show. I've got a hunger twisting my stomach into knots that my tongue is tied off. into knots
Portland Radio Project is a nonprofit, independent radio station where we play a local artist every 15 minutes. We would like to thank our supporters who share our passion for local music and the community. Portland Center Stage. PCS inspires our communities by bringing stories to life in unexpected ways. Bill R. McCracken. Accounting, tax, and financial services. Premier Motorsports of Vancouver. Special thanks to Rick Johnson and his staff. We exist because of our supporters, so I want to give a quick shout out to all of them and remind you that you can text the word POP to 27299 for our pop-up music fundraiser this weekend. So pull over if you're driving. And again, you can text POP to 27299. That's going to be this Sunday, May 21st. We're going to have six local bands. Food and beverage will be included. It's a $10 early entry and then $15 a day of. We're going to have drawings, silent auctions, a lot of really great stuff going on. Help us be sustainable through the summer and keep local music on the radio uh, so I can keep bringing cool bands in like Shannon Entropy and I can ask folks like Jesse Hamlin what Todd Rundgren means to him because we heard that in the uh, last segment there. Um, I'm really glad you asked that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Todd Rundgren is, um, I'm super into like 70s music and um, Todd Rundgren was like a underground find that's super prolific and has tons and tons of really high quality music. So it was kind of a gold mine for me as a, as like sort of a crate digger. Um, I really liked that song and that whole album because it was sort of this moment where his first couple albums were, um, uh, pretty like poppy and like love ballady. And he was sort of dead set to be the next big like seventies pop star. And then he came out with that crazy album that nobody understood in 1972 <laughs> and they're like what are you doing um and now looking back it's like there's so much music now that 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 came from people that were willing to get a little weird yeah it really surprises me that he never rose to the fame that at least zappa did because they ran in the same circles you know i mean zappa was mm -hmm. doing weird out there stuff as well, but was a touring machine. I know Todd Rundgren wasn't touring quite as much, but these are masterpieces that, that they created back then. For sure. So that type of intention going into a record, I think is always important. There's a lot of bands will go in maybe with, with no idea and just want to write in the studio. Did you all have a, a collective theme or mission statement for out there ideas? We had all our songs <clears throat> written. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> All of these songs are like three years in the making, basically. Okay, we've written them from a long time ago. Around the same time, we wrote everything for the Tamale EP. It was just kind of a steady stream of writing, but these ones we just kind of kept and held back and continued to kind of refine as we recorded the Tamale EP and then <clears> played a whole bunch of shows and. So yeah, these, this is collectively like three, three and a half years of work and into all these songs. So, I I don't know that we we changed a little bit while we were in the studio just you know, working with the producers and figuring out what worked and what didn't. But I don't know if there was necessarily a theme, just we've, we've played these songs for a long time. Let's get them onto something. Time to get, time to get them recorded and out yeah. there. Oh, fantastic. Well, um, I want to bring up the obvious that happened today. Uh, Chris Cornell passed away. We were all talking before the show and on my uh, afternoon show here, I, I played a Cornell song. I just think it would be amiss if we didn't, obviously. I mean, we can go around the room and talk about Chris all we want. All I'm going to say is I just think... Uh, as far as a vocalist goes, we, we won't see anyone like Chris Cornell in our lifetimes. As far as a songwriter goes, 
you know, he did so much, not only with his own work through three different pretty decent chapters. I mean, Audio Slave, Soundgarden, and then you can consider his solo stuff. He wrote such an amazing breadth of music. And then, you know, last chapters of his life, we didn't know, but his, his acoustic um, tours where he did, you know, Prince covers and Sinead O'Connor covers and, you know, Michael Jackson covers, like it just really showed him as an artist and what he could do. So to find out today that he's no longer with us was just mind blowing. So I put uh, his Can't Change Me single off of his 1999 Euphoria Morning release, which was recorded in LA with the LA based band Eleven. Um, that's Jack Irons, Elaine uh, Johannes, who was in them Crooked Vultures and played with that whole circle. And then Natasha Snyder, who passed away in 2011. Uh, so that's my two cents on Chris Cornell. Can't believe he's gone. So I'll turn the mics over to y'all. Yeah, it, it was a shock for sure. I mean, I know I grew up listening to it a lot on our old awful rock station in Yakima. They would have a few <laughs> a few gems come through like this. And those were always the ones that stuck out to me. So it, it was definitely a shock waking up and saying that. Yeah, I remember when I was shoot probably like 11 years old and my dad bought me temple of the dog um and I, that's when i first like really got into his stuff and then like went back into Soundgarden, and then followed audio slave because i'm a big rage fan nice and just like he had like a specific sort of seattle sound but if you sort of look at it and try and compare it um it's like like there's everything from like Black Sabbath doom to like Seattle explosion grunge to like, like hair metal. It, there's like every kind of rock and roll all mashed up into Chris Cornell's voice. And you could listen to all those songs acapella and still have all the same dynamics. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know, like the first music video I ever watched was uh black hole sun. Uh, <laughs> It was cool. Like it was, like the first time I had listened to anything outside of you know, classic rock. It was like watching this music video, this song. It's just like crazy. It was pretty trippy. It was so weird. Yeah. I was, and I think I, I was really young. I think it might have been like <laughs> seven or eight or something. And it was just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, and uh, it. it you know, that song was like one of my favorite songs growing up for a while. So, David, any thoughts on Mr. Cornell? Um, well, it just seems like we're just getting so used to it. It just seems like everyone's dying. <laughs> Doesn't it suck? It's just, you know, every time I turn on the TV or news or whatever, it's just like someone, you know, an artist, really. That's what's happening. You know? Right. But yeah, I mean, that video blew my mind for Black Hole Sun. I remember watching that when I was a kid and like pretty young anyway. And yeah. Loved it. I was like, why are their faces stretching? I know. So weird. Yeah, and the jackhammer and yeah. the Barbie towel on the grill. Like, the weird, like, like super yeah. strong I, I, I still don't get it, but like I've, you know, watched it not too long ago. And I was like, God, this is still awesome. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's a bunch of great, funky imagery. And as a matter of fact, that whole album, Super Unknown, produced by Brendan O'Brien, is worth going back and looking over. I mean, there's so many uh, songs from that album that didn't get radio play that are just really underrated. And for me, my favorite um, work of his is the 99 Euphoria Morning. I was really in a singer-songwriter stage at the time. I think it's a nice blend of what he was doing from the grunge rock era to uh, his maturity as a songwriter. So this is Chris Cornell, Can't Change Me, my dedication to the man and the legend here on Sounds of PDX.
talk Don't try to fight it or micromanage To take advantage, just screw your gambit Local artist, Astrotan, just one of the coolest band names in all of Portland. I absolutely love them. I am hanging out with Shannon Entreby tonight. I'm your host, Luke Neal, here on Sounds of PDX. They're releasing a brand new record on June 25th. Uh, actually, the 16th it's coming out. Yeah, out the 16th. They release yeah. parties on the 25th yes. at the Holocene. Let's talk about that. Who yeah. else is on the bill? Uh, Mood Beach. <laughs> Mood Beach and Shears. Okay, Shears. sure. And right then on. there's one slot that's a little bit in limbo right now. Oh, yeah. We're working on it. So it could be the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah secret headliner. <laughs> pretty, good, <laughs> pretty good chance. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, uh, how do you pick bands in the Portland music scene to gig with? Are you strict with it or are you looking to expand? Yeah, I mean, if you have an email address, we'll pretty much email you, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what if we can find that at least partially fits our genre. I mean, Portland's not so huge on, you know, a show that's this genre or this genre. I mean, it's it's cool well, that to shows mix. Wonder is just like a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, agreed. Then, yeah, people come and they're like, I was here to see a folk singer, and now you're getting us. And they're like, but you guys are rad. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's the you know, it works. Yeah, yeah it speaks a lot to that. And your music, it, it crosses a lot of lines. So it'd be kind of tough lot. to put you on a bill. I mean, you could tour with a ton of bands. Yeah, that's a nice compliment to Earl's work. Um, did you have a specific sonic idea for maybe the drums or, you know, if you heard a guitar part or keys part that on some of these records, did you have any specific wish list for the record that you went in? Like, I got to have my kick drum sound like this. Kevin wanted one of the songs to make him cry. Yes, oh, that was true. That's yes. a good request. Yes, it got very, very close. And even when I first heard it, it was there, there was a tear or two. So, what track was that? The last one. It's called The Ballad of Must and Jerk. Okay. Yeah. It's a serious it's, ballad. It's got a fancy name. Yes. Yeah. He might cry at the release show. I, I, I just <laughs> might. We'll see. <laughs> cry on the kit. Nothing worse than a sad drummer, right? Yeah. When we all agree. <laughs> <laughs> Other things with the record. Um, where are some of the inspiration for the songs coming from? Some of your newer ones. I know you said that. These have all been in the process for three years or so. So what are some of the new things that you're all writing about right now? Space. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, crystal dimensions. String theory. Um, alchemy. String theory, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Beneficial witchcraft. Wizards. Aesop's fables. Mm -hmm. uh, some English poetry. Yeah. Yeah. William Blake. One of our songs. Golden Glass. That song is oh. based on a poem by William Blake. Uh, Physicist. Oh. It's called uh, The Crystal Cabinet. Yeah. I love the stories behind your all's music. And we'll talk about... Uh, Eyes of Blue in the second hour. I have some more questions about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but back on the playlist, we have uh, Conan... Uh, Moccasin. Moccasin, that's who it is. Jeez, I need my glasses here in the studio. Uh, please take me into the snat. Please turn me into the snat. Well, I have no idea what that is. What's a snat? <laughs> we'll have to listen and find out. <laughs> so is this yours or is this Libby's? This is my pick. Okay, nice. So this is from Jesse Hamlin of Shannon Entropy. They're hanging out with me tonight. Like I said, we've got the premiere of No Disgrace, their brand new single that's happening right around 9 p.m. So hang out with us uh, then. This is, like I said, it's a really great song. It's a little out there. It's definitely not some of the stuff we heard earlier tonight. This Got is the beauty. Got some out there ideas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see. Kevin ties name it in drop. for us. He did it. Well done, Kevin. the name of the movie. Great segue, my friend. <laughs> hey, that's the name of the album. <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> what? Oh, fantastic stuff. All right, heading back to the PDX Spotlight playlist. Stick around.
Polamanka, it's the Snet here. I'm asking now, with a voice like this, would you let me in? Say you do whatever 
Love that new song, Fountain of Youth by Local Natives. That's one of my favorite indie hits right now. I have Shannon Entropy in studio tonight on this special episode of Sounds of PDX. We've got a single release at the end of the show, and I want to be talking to them about uh, some of the shows they have planned for this summer because I like to get out and see me some local music, and I do so by checking the calendar at Vortex Music Magazine. Let's give them a shout-out, and then I'll have my shows of the week. Support comes from listeners like you and from Vortex Music Magazine, helping the Portland music scene tell its own story, both in print and online. You can find free issues of Vortex in stores or read about the local music scene online at vrtxmag.com. All right, my Vortex Music Magazine show of the week is tomorrow night, Friday, May 19th with Shannon Entropy and Kalululululu. Or uh, how many times you would like to say that live? You get caught up in it, right? Uh, they're going to be playing tomorrow night at the Clinton Street Theater. Um, they are my show of the week. Uh, one week after that, Dan Reed is going to be in town with friend of the show, Rob Dacre, at Dante's at 8 p.m. on Friday, May 26th. They've got a storyteller's program and show that's going to be really, really cool. You don't want to miss that. And coming up here in a couple weeks also is the 8th Annual Portland's Prom, Saturday, May 27th at 8 p.m. at the Star Theater. All-star lineup of Portland bands there, too. You've got just people who recently opened for 311. You've got Adverse Effects, Brahmin, and a couple more. Really, really great lineup. So big thanks to Vortex Music Magazine, all they do for the local uh, music scene here. Um, guys, so when you're, when you're dealing with ad agencies or uh, I, I should say music promotion like like Vortex Music Magazine or PRP, I'm looking at you, Kevin, because you're <laughs> like the business brain. Uh, <laughs> What is your practice as somewhat of like a business manager when it comes to press releases and making sure that even if you're not gigging and you're recording, you're still creating content and getting stuff out there? Um, well, honestly, a lot of Google and figuring out, you know, what, what other people have done, what's worked, what hasn't worked, because, you know, it's just a treasure trove out there of things that other bands have tried and haven't worked and they'll they'll tell you about it or, you know, they'll tell you, oh, this works great or... There's even a bunch of posts out there like, hey, you're looking to get a review for your album? Send us this. Mm. Don't send this. Send that. We don't want to see this. We want to see that. And you just follow that kind of stuff and read up as much as you can about it. I'm just kind of a, I love information and love learning things. And so I'll just sit there and read Google and articles and all day, all night, just to figure out what, what works, what doesn't, what might work, what might not, and kind of work from there. I'll give a shout out to Jason Feldman as well because he runs those quarterly MoGo uh, marketing yeah. meetings um, that are really fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the one they had at the Mission Theater a year ago, they had Janky Leg, the video playing at the yeah. Mission Theater because they were going they through. They did like a faux booking. Yeah. Yeah, so I submitted our stuff and lo and behold, there it was. Lo and behold, and Nate, you got, you got all stars, top, yeah. for top prizes reviews. on your submission. <laughs> well done, good sir. And that, I think it's important to talk about that because at least in... In my day and age growing up, you know, we didn't have social media. So thinking about promotion for bands wasn't nearly as involved as it is these days. You yeah. know, any artist that's making music should know what the social media game means. So I, I think it's, we're in a weird generational period where we had to dance on both sides of that. Very much so. <laughs> um, so going back to some more questions about the record. So I know you tracked some at Hollowed Halls, but you wanted to talk about where the majority of it was done. You said it was studio or door 13? Was Room it? 13. Room 13. Yeah. Okay. So it's in the basement of a church. St. David of Wales. Yeah. Episcopal. Episcopal Church. Oh. Okay. So it's Jordan Richter. He's producer and um, engineer and he makes the album. It's his home studio, basically. Um, so we recorded the drums at the Hollowed Halls because you can't really beat that, that room. live room. 
at all. Yeah. I mean, all the the reverb on the drums, I think, ended up just being the natural reverb of that room. He didn't add anything to it. So, wow. Um, yeah, we tracked the drums there and then just decided to go back to his studio because he was more comfortable there and he's recorded there a lot and he's kind of just a magician with guitars and stuff. So um, it made sense just to go back to his room and post up there for a few weekends, basically. Yeah, I think a lot of bands are doing that these days. I mean, it's wonderful that we have facilities like hollowed halls and, mm -hmm. and you know, supernatural sound with these great, beautiful rooms. Yeah. But in today's budgets and, and yeah. also, you know, <laughs> if you get a producer who's a genius, great, go track you know, drums in a big, beautiful room like you guys did and yeah. then knock the rest out in a studio. It's such an interesting process too. I mean, were you really involved with the mixing? Did you have sessions with him or was he sending you mixes to, you know, get back with feedback on? Um, we had like one feedback session, I'd say really overall. He, he nailed it pretty well on the first try. We just had some minor tweaks and stuff here and there, but we'd been working with him obviously for, I think we started recording in August or something like that. And by the time we were mixing, it was you know early March, and so we've been sitting there for six months, basically a little more than that, um, just going through this. And so we had a good idea what what the record should sound like and what we wanted out of it because we had been pretty open about that from the start. So was he was really receptive. Too, like when he tracked it, I feel like Jordan is so so good. Like he mm -hmm. was like, okay, this sounds great. You know, I mean, it was pretty much what you hear is what we pretty much recorded. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, he put stereo, um, you know split the signals from the guitars and put it through two vintage AC-30s. I'm like, and that's why I mean, those guitars sound so, so great. It says everything is meticulous, but it sounded exactly like that. And it was all through like, you know, nice pre's, nice mics, everything. And so like, so know, like the reverb on uh, the guitar intro on Golden Glass, that was that like a slapback reverb or was that in the room sound? Cause that was one of the first, I was like, dude, this sonic quality is crazy. <laughs> um, some room, but uh, it was definitely um, just like the stereo setup. I was running that guitar through um, like an orange and a Marshall, um, both through vintage Marshall cabs, and like it just sounded really good. So really the mixing process was just about like making the volume right, but the tones were already all there. Mm -hmm. What a huge advantage. Yeah. I mean, there's so many mixing processes that, that engineers get from other <laughs> studios that are like, how long do I have to EQ this thing or yeah. master, you know, <laughs> do a pre-master on these. I'm just blown away with uh, what you guys have gotten. Um, like I said, I'm really excited to hear the whole record on the 16th. You can see the band debut, uh, new songs and uh, kind of their official release party, June 25th at the Holocene. We're gonna put that information online as well. Uh, moving back to the PDX Spotlight playlist. Uh, the next song is So Many Details by the artist is Toro Y. Mio. Yeah, or, boy, you bring in all the great names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of strange. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is a cool song. It's kind of like this is another kind of a electronic, kind of got a hip hop vibe too. Yeah, I some really, soul, yeah, man, like funky, but yeah, yeah this is this fresh. is really good. I, when did you find this one or start digging? Um, I think he's, um, he was uh, like college roommates with uh, Washed Out. You know, the guy what? that, yeah, he did the Portlandia soundtrack. Yeah. I really liked that song. So I was like, who made this? Looked him up, listened to all his jams, got some good ones. And he was friends with this guy who was making records. And I had like listened to some and I was like, oh my God, this is insanely good. Yeah. This is a really vibey track. Uh, yeah. Wonderful to listen to. Throw on some headphones if you don't have them, because this mix is quite a treat. Stick around. I'm your host, Luke Neal on Sounds of PDX. We have Shannon Entropy until 9 p.m.
That is Tiny Deaths with the track ever here on Portland Radio Project. I want to give a shout out to Papa W who just showed up on the on the talk board. That's Kevin's dad. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. My mom's uh, there too. So hello hey, to her as well. Hello, Mrs. Uh, Mama W. Mama W. And Papa W. <laughs> I sense a hip hop record in the future, there you hopefully. Go. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Carol and Ben for hanging out with us as well. We've been enjoying selections from Shannon Entropy and a few selections from me about some new music, talking to them about their latest release that's going to be out on June 16th called Out There Ideas. Um, I spent a lot of time with the Tamale EP, you guys, um, for, for listeners who haven't heard this story, Shannon Entropy was one of the first bands in Portland that I'd found without influence from anybody else and that I was really into. Reached out to them. They were nice enough to be on the show. So it's, I love doing what I do, but it's always a little bit more special when I'm a fan of the group. So um, I wanted you to tell the story for the listeners who hadn't heard just briefly of how you funded the EP because it's just, it warms my heart every time. Yeah, I would I feel say- like we have to make a disclosure every time. If you are a member of law enforcement, please just turn <laughs> yeah. away right now because- Or the health department. Yeah, we'll health department, the, whatever, yeah, you know, just- Pass just, the statute of limitations, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, just turn off your headphones for a second. <laughs> so- it's named the Tamale EP because we funded the album. Um, I made a whole bunch of tamales in my apartment. And then um, I basically profiled my wife to go <laughs> sell them because she's Mexican-American. And um, we just sold tamales like, like, the, like the tamale guy, you know, out of a cooler door to door, taking orders and delivering them. And that's how we made our first album. That's what it takes, man. Get creative. Slinging yeah. tamales, man. It isn't just getting a record deal. I no. mean, if you need some funding, that's the way to do it. Um, but yeah, that the record's really great. It was four songs. Um, so like I said at the beginning of the show, I've been looking forward to new material. And now that it's out, I'm definitely not disappointed. Um, but to create all that stuff, you got to work hard. And I want to know what you guys do to play hard. So what does Shannon Entropy do with their downtime? Food, we eat a lot of food. You just well, we're foodies? all pretty much cooks, I think, for the most part. So we we eat a lot of good food. We we go to a lot of good restaurants because there's no shortage of those in Portland. This is true. Um, David likes to hold some uh, croquet tournaments in his backyard. We'll go hang out in his backyard a lot. Um, just up the road here, basically. Yeah, um, he's in the hood. Camping. Camping. We have a song oh. dedicated to that on the album called I Can See, the camping song. Um, we do a camping trip every year. Yeah. We do a uh, band's giving every year. We all get together for Thanksgiving. That's a really good idea. Yeah. We all cook and hang out. And I think it was l not this last one, but the year before that was when we all, so I, I made our video for Janky Leg um, that we had on the Tamale EP. And that was the first time I premiered it to the band. Was it band's giving two years ago now, I guess. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. We always have fun, hang out at someone's house, do something. That's cool. Yeah. Anyone else into uh, sports or any other thing recreational in town? Any Timbers fans? No? No. I'm a Seahawks uh, fan, but that's mostly <laughs> what I follow. Hawks and the Red Wings. Work. I don't have much time for yeah, all that that's, stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, and if you're not following internet beef online, please do so. <laughs> it's a <laughs> My secret side project. Secret <laughs> side project. And I tell you what, the Instagram feed will not let you down. Uh, lots They're, of good yeah. stuff. 
pretty crazy. Uh, so yeah, I want to give a thanks again to our supporters. Uh, if you're listening to us online right now at PRP.FM, click the donate button, see how you can help PRP say, stay sustainable throughout the summer. We've got a lot of great things going on, one of which is a pop-up fundraiser this Sunday with six wonderful great bands, all local, all wonderful. One of uh, one of them is Umbrascatu, an Italian band that is just Italian indie rock. Knock your socks off if you haven't seen them. Uh, Will West, the Whiskey Darlings, a bunch of great stuff. So come hang out with us then so we can keep playing local great music like this next track from the band Small Million. This is Night Blooming off of their EP.
Breakout, electronic artist Maggie Rogers on Portland Radio Project with her new single. I've got Shannon Entropy in studio with us tonight. Well, all of the members except for Libby. She is responsible and we are having fun. Uh, <laughs> so, let's go around the room. What are some of your favorite tracks off of the new record and why? Oh, well, mine obviously is The Ballad of Mustin Jark, the last song. Um, just because I... I love big songs. I love emotional songs. And that's a song where you, you, you know, especially playing it live. I mean, you really feel it. I mean, I was obviously growing up very into metal and some of the more, you know, heavier type music. And that's just music. That's, I mean, it's all emotion. It's all a lot of heavy emotion, a lot of anger, a lot of angst, a lot of, you know, just getting out whatever's going wrong in the form of music and going crazy on stage. And so that song... I mean, you, you'll have to listen to it on the album and have to see us live, obviously, to get it. But it's just, it's very emotional, very, very fun song, very, you know, who needs a, a punching bag or something when you can get up on stage and hit a bunch of drums real yeah. hard. And that's my favorite one. And then probably second is I Can See, camping song, just because it's really fun to play on drums. Hmm. It's really taxing, but it's fun. So fans, if you want to see Kevin cry, come on. It's June very 25th. possible, honestly. Are you going to end the set with it? Is that kind of designed to... Oh yeah, I mean, that, it's we, we've, we've got a couple alternate endings, but it's cool. it's towards the end, yeah. Right on, yeah. They'll have to stick around to see you weep. Uh, Basically, yeah. <laughs> Jesse, what about you? What are some of your highlights from the record? Highlights from the record. My highlights are like I really like this guitar tone for this ten seconds of this song <laughs> here, <laughs> and I really like. Um, I really like the song. Uh, it's called Woman of Festo. <laughs> and it's just like got all these really fun to play guitar parts. And I think it has the coolest lyrics. It's like about a physicist um, and like time and space and colors. And um, it's just got like a weird, I don't want to sound braggy, but it's got a weird like uh, vibe that I don't really feel like I've heard captured the same way in a different song before. Oh, so that's I great. I feel like it's something that I like that like we as a band have to offer with our album. You've created yeah. a, new. a new offering. Oh, that's great. Roman? Uh, if you say janky, like I swear to God. No, no, no. Um, so, you know, I, I actually gave my mom a copy for Mother's Day. And uh, we were listening to it, and I was like, oh, I really like this song. And it was uh, Witches. Uh, I don't really like playing it live as much. It's, you know, not one of our more technical for bass. Uh, but, like, listening to the song, like, it grooves really well. It has excellent dynamics. The vocals are superb. Good job. Good job, and, uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a really, really good song, and it has a really good intro that we put on the album. So yeah, the interlude. It's, yeah, it's uh. nice. Um, <clears throat> all strings, instant. Yeah, but uh, and then my second favorite would be "One Manifesto" because that's like the most technical bass song on the album. Hmm. I think. But that's to play. Is it weird time signature in that song? Uh, what was no, it? it's yeah. yeah. So that's, yes. that's not really weird for us anymore, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, for a, lot of, for a lot of people, that'd be weird. But I mean, yeah. we've tried not to write songs from like 13 something and like whatever. So, yeah. We don't even care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> if you can count it, we'll play it. David, how about you? Because as a vocalist, I mean, your parts are right up front, man. That's um, how it's mixed. 
Well, I mean, the record as a whole, I think the, the, there is a concept to it, but the concept is that there's like all this multi-genre stuff. Like in the EP, like people are like, oh, you're writing, you know, reading what people thought about it. There was like, the song sounds like this and it's totally off the wall from the next one, you know? So I think we made a point to make sure that we wrote songs that would have that sort of aesthetic in like the whole song as a piece, you know? So the first song is I Miss My Monkey is like, you know, completely different from verse to chorus, you know, but they work really well together. And we made a point to like make songs that had like a very distinct sections that were very much pulling from different, you know, genres and stuff like that all over the place. But your genre mix is fantastic. Even again on the Tamale EP, there's there's a lot of these great indie moments and um, cool sonic barriers that are taking place. But then you you rock out. And I know Kevin's um, history with metal and, and that type of rock is really highlighted there. And I think one of the bands that we're both inspired by these days is Bad Rabbits. And that's mm-hmm. next on the playlist. Yeah. Is this your selection for oh, yeah. tonight? Okay, yeah. Why, <clears throat> why did you bring this particular song? Game of Chess. Yeah, so I'm I'm a fan of drums, obviously, because I, I play them. I just, that, whenever I listen to a song, that's kind of what I gravitate to and focus on. And so I love love music that, you know, drums are one of those things. It's It's a bunch of noises. You're hitting things. You're not really making tone. And so it's harder to convey emotion and it's harder to convey you know what you're feeling as you play that where like with guitar you can get really you know minor minor chords minor scales get you know very emotional and things like that but with drums i i gravitate towards bands and songs where you can really feel what they're playing and so that you know drums are hard to do with a lot of soul and somehow bad rabbits i mean they're kind of a folk r&b rock type of weird weird mixture but it works so well and i mean you can you can real feel the emotion that he's coming through in the drums and the soul that comes through and part of the reason why I love gospel drums so much because it's mm. you can't find any more groove or soul than those drums and it matches very much to what you've got in Bad Rabbits there so yeah I, I can totally hear the gospel drumming uh, influences and I think these cats are from uh, Boston Massachusetts back so. on the east coast yeah. uh, great pick Kevin you introduced me to this band last year and I can't thank you enough this is Game of Chess by Bad Rabbits here on Portland Radio Project Clear conscience wants this arc lynched. No substance put for you. You're swinging, man. Swinging, miss. Your patience. Where's this? And you can't wait I'm not giving up It's like playing chess I'm not giving in All alone when you talk all alone, all pressure, alone. pressure breaks the stable thought. Stable thought. You live with regret, this punishment. When a crutch, your only drive is your out of my common sense. A dust can't win a Nobel Prize.
got some spacey geniusness. Ah, oh, good stuff. Kevin Wilbank submitted that track. That was uh, Strawberry Girls. And that was actually a different version than what he submitted. Yeah. So we were all kind of enjoying the, the newness of that. Um, we are now at the time of the show where we've got nothing but Shannon Entropy tracks left. So I'm going to dig in. Um, I've got four on the playlist tonight, two from Janky Leg. Or two from Janky Leg, two from the Tamale EP. Eyes play Janky Leg twice. Eyes of Blue and Janky Leg, <laughs> and then I'm going to play Janky leg. leg and then Janky Leg. <laughs> and after the break, Janky Leg. Yeah, no. uh, new so, single, Janky Leg. <laughs> two point uh, And then we've got yeah two tracks from the Out There Ideas LP, which is coming out on June 16th. Golden Glass. The single has been released. It's fantastic. Um, I was asked by Dan Cable, I was recently on his podcast, he's like, you can pick two songs for <laughs> interludes. I was like, all right. Shannon Entropy for sure is going on. I also put Goldfoot. You guys had released uh, singles around the same time. So um, so back to the record, is there any new instruments on the record that, that you've brought in? Any odd um, instrumentation at all that didn't appear on your first stuff? Strings. Okay. Yeah, yeah we got some um, strings. Violin and cello. Um, Used a whole bunch of guitars and a whole yeah, bunch of keyboards. Yeah, like, there's like seven different guitars per song. Yeah. Wow. wow. Carried away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you, how do you real reproduce piano. that? We recorded on real piano. Oh, yeah. beautiful Mason and Hamlin, which is a very nice piano. Was that at the hollowed halls? Or? At the uh, at the church, actually. The church. Upstairs, like in the in the church hall, the main in church the hall. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was theirs. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. They're very generous. Yes. Yeah. God um, bless that's it. I think we didn't really have anything else weird. We talked about like trumpet or ran some stuff through couldn't. a Leslie. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, that's that cool. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah. Reamped a bunch of keywords through there. Okay. Pretty, pretty wild. So there's so many things you can do with the music. And when it comes to singing and lyrics, it's kind of a very specific craft. And I will say that out of all the songs I've ever heard, that had in uh, lyrics inspired by Dune, Eyes of Blue is my favorite out of all of those. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a whole genre of just Dune songs, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's so cool, it's so fascinating that you took a part of like, uh, obviously we have a shared pop culture childhood and, and turned it into something that I wouldn't have thought Dune, but now that I know it's about Dune every time I hear the song. I can't about uh, riding sandworms. Yeah, man. I can't unsee <laughs> it. It's just perfect. Um, so, as far as a lyricist goes, do you think it's important to tap into the zeitgeist somewhat to for these lyrics, or where are you drawing your inspiration from? I know you had some broad topics earlier. You brought up, but oh well, what's you your know, craft? I usually am inspired like right away, like in the moment, like where, where I know it's going to be about, you know, and then I just sort of improvise. And these guys are very generous with their ears because I usually just go off on some <laughs> tangents singing about pools or weirdness you know and then like you know you get the consonant and you get the vowel sound and then you can work the words in there to change them and you know because to make it meaningful or something you know but a lot of times I mean I go either way sometimes I'll like the William Blake for Golden Glass that's a poem that uh, I sort of adapted for it you know change the words but use some of the original content you know it was written a long time ago. He died in the 19th century, so he's not. He can't sue us. So. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not going to be offended. <laughs> no, no. And you know, so sometimes I'll do that, and other times I'll just improvise it, or sometimes it'll just be completely abstract. And you're into poetry because we we brought up Tiny Deaths earlier, and you had a reference that was uh, some would say like a deep reference to poetry. Um, are you reading a lot of poetry? Are you writing poetry as well? Um, no, not at all. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple books that are laying around. I'll pick up once in a while yeah. and, uh, you know, just read through. 
Well, I have a couple of poets that I really like. Um, you know, it just comes up on, you know, you follow a few feeds on Facebook and you get your daily dose, you know, yes. and like, I just, I mean, I love the craft. I'm, you know, not very good with words. Like some of like, you know, when you look back through, you know, centuries of poetry, I mean, there's some amazing minds out there and it's brilliant to watch and, or to, to read and listen to the, what they got going on. Do you collect any lyrics? Do you have any, or do you just basically write them? Oh, no, I have like just basically, you know, files and files in my phone of just like random thoughts and ideas on the, the bus or whatever, you know, in traffic or something. Strange voice in memos. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I'll, and I'll re- actually record the melody too on my phone. You know, so there's, I have hundreds of them. Weird uh, little blips of melody or something. I think that stuff's important though. I mean, I'm, I'm dating myself, but pre, pre smartphones, I used to drive around with a little handheld cassette recorder, you yeah. know, as a songwriter. I think that stuff is just so important, whether it's things you're observing or just ideas. I remember one time I was listening to um, Elliot Smith's XO. And I was like, oh, a Walt's time signature I made, you know, because I just thought it was so cool on this kind of rock folk record. He had a couple waltzes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's cool. How can you incorporate that to other things? I just think it's important to document where your inspiration comes from. That's why I was always interested to see as a lyricist where that comes from. Um, So we've talked about it. We're going to play Eyes of Blue. Is it about the movie Dune? Did you read the novels? How how deep do you go? Into <laughs> I've the... only read the first one, okay. uh, Frank Herbert. But, uh, no, it's yeah, it's about the movie. I like the movie. I'm yeah. not going to get you know the, the the Lynch version. I think it's pretty great. But yeah, a lot of people would would disagree with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I really dig it as well. Yeah, it tripped me out as a kid. It's fantastic. Uh, Shannon Entropy, Eyes of Blue. This is a single that's been on PRP for quite a while now. We definitely enjoy it. Stick around. We've got more from the Tamale EP and unreleased music coming up.
That's Eyes of Blue from Shannon Entropy. They're my guest tonight. We are talking about everything unrelated to Shannon Entropy. We're talking about Star Wars yeah. here. I mean, we're talking about pop culture, important I guess. Important stuff. <laughs> you guys said you hadn't heard that song in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Weird to go back and listen to your own recordings. A little bit. I mean, we were playing that one live for a while and then took it out of our set. And so it's it's been a little bit for that one. We were playing that one in Janky Leg and we still play Janky Leg. It's actually, we re-recorded it. It's on this album. Oh, um, right on. But yeah, Eyes of Blue was the one we stuck, stuck around for a while and then we retired it and it's weird to go back. It's a cool <laughs> single. I remember you guys played that live on um, my show the first time. I had you in, and uh, you had a weird instrument, Jesse, like a weird little... Uh, Omnichord by Suzuki. There it is. Top <laughs> notch, like what, 89 bucks out of the Sears catalog. Um, it's a much cooler story than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, detail. <laughs> I, uh, I got it from this old codger in Pahuska, Oklahoma, who was giving away some stuff because his house um was condemned and he hadn't lived in it in a long time it was like this big abandoned victorian mansion and he was like go in there and take whatever you want and i found um a tackle box full full of gemstones and uh a suzuki omnicord and a trombone that i took good for you why not yeah yeah so i I really made off well on that <laughs> did you end up recording it is that what's on the record uh, no, that was just for you. Oh, wow. I feel special now. <laughs> <laughs> Such a cool, it's a great vibe. It's a great single. Um, whether you guys will admit it or not, you write great hooks. You've got songs that stick with people. Janky Leg is one of them. Like, the guitar tone is so cool, but Kevin, your drums are just rad on this. <laughs> I, I'm a, I've always been a big fan of cool hi-hat work. I'm talking like even so much that like when Jet City Woman by Queensryche came on and just, you know, 16th on the hi-hat. That was my jam. I'm a madman about that stuff. Uh, this is uh, another one of my favorite tracks. I've been playing on Sounds of PDX for quite a while. Uh, my listeners love it. I love it. We've had it here on Rotation of PRP as well. This is Janky Leg off of Shannon Entropy's Tamale EP. Stick around. We've got their single Golden Glass and the debut of No Disgrace coming up.
We're listening to tracks off of the Tamale EP from Shannon Entropy. Uh, those are two of my favorite, Eyes of Blue and Janky Leg. Now we're moving on to the new single. Uh, you said it was uh, Golden Glass. Uh, the latest single you've released until a couple minutes from here coming up is, <laughs> is uh, a William Blake inspired. Um, what about the imagery for this? Because uh, along with it, when you release the single, your first single, you're releasing band artwork. And there was mm -hmm. some discussion that there was some decent amount of tension going back and forth on the creative <laughs> process, which is understandable for anybody in a band. Tension. I will just say as as a musician and a designer, musicians are the hardest people to design for because they're also very artistic people. And so they know what they want, but they have no idea what they want. So you design something and you'll get, you'll get words back. And not even just from this band, I've designed for other bands before too. And you get stuff back like, oh, I like that. I don't like this, do something different. <laughs> do you have an idea of what you want? No, just do it different. <laughs> what, what about this? No, just do something different. Do something like this. And give they just- more feeling. Yeah, <laughs> give it more of this. Give, it's like, you know, they have these things you're not supposed to say to like a, an engineer or a producer like make it sound like this or make it sound like that it's the same thing in design you got to give you got to give some direction Be so specific it, it, it oh. was a little while of trying to figure out what we were doing but we eventually finally came to the the final artwork that we have so could you make it more black is that like <laughs> a classic request i was i was about to just give them a black square uh, a lot of it was like very abstract like word idea association mm -hmm. it was like can you make it more you like, know we need more fractal oomph. fractal yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. words just oomph. oh my gosh let me figure out what oomph means and design it <laughs> It's 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 really cool. Like I said, purple's my favorite color. It's very simple and clean. The photos you had were really great. I mean, yeah. shout uh, out to Megan McBride. She took those. Okay, she's great. Right yeah. on. Yeah, great imagery. Again, great YouTube release beforehand. You guys are doing everything right when it comes to releasing and promoting a record. Um, absolutely love it. I've played this before on the show. Uh, this is Golden Glass by Shannon Entropy. Stick around. We have No Disgrace coming up. Their brand new single here on Sounds of PDX.
That's a new track off of the forthcoming debut LP from Shannon Entropy. Out there, ideas available June 16th on all of your downloadable devices. Or you can do the right thing and go to the show at the Holocene on June 25th. And are you going to have physical copies for them? We will have CDs and probably tapes by then. We'll also have some shirts and probably some stickers, I'm sure. Right on. Maybe, I don't know, order some koozies or something with their logo. We'll see. Some beer koozies. Yeah. Some different merch. We'll have something something weird, I'm sure. I dig it. Um, yeah, Golden Glass is, is epic. That's such a really great song. I love the, the tones. Like, And it's always a journey. Like, You guys always keep your songs really interesting. Um, before I let you go and before we debut, no disgrace, are there any background stories uh, that you'd like to share about this song or its inspiration? Um, possibly. But first, before we do that, yes, I just wanted to sorry interrupt your flow, I guess. Please. Um, and thank you, obviously, for having us on the show and you know, multiple times now and everything you do for us online and promoting for us and everything. So as a token of our appreciation, we want to give you the first copy of our album. What? First physical copy oh. outside of Roman's mom, apparently. Um, <laughs> Sorry, dude. Wow. I don't know what to say. First pressing came oh. out just pressed like a week ago. And it's gorgeous. I know what I'm thank doing you. tonight. Yeah. Play oh my gosh. Want. Thank you yeah. so much, everybody. I really appreciate this. Of course. Jeez. I'm like fangirling right now. <laughs> um, now, as far as stories, I don't know. David, you had you brought the song before the you song. even. It in has the band. a video that's coming out yes. tomorrow night. Oh, a music God. video premiering at the show tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's a story. It's a kind of an epic. It's about a, a girl who sells a psychedelic multidimensional viewmaster on Craigslist in exchange for an IOU, which she then takes to a 82nd Avenue pawn shop and gives to a wizard in the basement who gives her a magic microphone, which she buries on the top of Mount Tabor, which then transforms into a magic crystal. I wish you were more specific <laughs> with your imagery. Don't ask David hey, to tell you a story, because it will be amazing and you'll be here for hours. What Because that guy can tell a story. Yeah. That's really but cool. But we're, we're premiering that tomorrow night. Yeah. So we're going to play the song. And, Projecting and have it. Yeah. You can uh, see Shannon Entropy tomorrow night with Kalululu at uh, the Clinton Street Theater at 730. Uh, They're going to be playing, I'm sure, many great songs from Out There Ideas, and you can get your copy on June 25th. I'm going to covet mine between now and then and brag to all my neighbors. Uh, Guys, thanks again for being on the show. Please give Libby my best. Um, I hope she was able to listen tonight. And everyone who did, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Papa W., it's always great to have you on the talk board, so thanks for hanging out. Papa and Mama. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, everybody, thanks again. Uh, Shannon H.B. has been my guest tonight. Big thanks again to them for letting me debut this brand new single. This is No Disgrace by Shannon Entropy. Be sure to catch them tomorrow night. I'll get you more details. Until then, be good.